This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am doing great, thank you. And in this episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about Milan. And because this is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, we wanted to talk about living in Milan, about renting in Milan, purchasing in Milan, and a bit about the city, what you can expect if you are thinking about making your life in the city. So Marco, I know you had spent in the past some time living in Milan. Can you maybe share some of your thoughts about the city and what people could maybe look forward to or what they could expect living in a city like Milan or not like, but specifically Milan? Yes, I did live in Milan. It was a great experience. I had a great time living in Milan. Uh, regarding properties, so the fact about Milan is that you can generally find mostly apartments, uh, especially in the city of Milan. So I'm not talking about the um, you know other towns surrounding Milan because there's a very large metropolitan area. But if we're strictly talking about the city of Milan, you will mostly find uh, apartments both in newly uh, built buildings there is, there is a very uh, popular area of the city of Milan called City Life where they're building a lot of uh, huge buildings with luxury apartments where a lot of celebrities are buying by the way um, so you range from that to the historic apartments in the city center um, you know, classic apartments, but let's say that it's not that easy right now to find a villa or a home or a detached house in the city of Milan, even of course they exist, but norm is to live in an apartment. For people who are looking for standalone homes, you might have a harder time finding one in the city of Milan, even if it's not impossible, but it might be just easier to uh, purchase one in one of the surrounding cities or towns. Uh, from which you would have anyway easy access to the city of Milan. It's interesting because uh, I know there's a lot of people who are looking for a balance between city life and a little bit more of the exciting aspects of what Milan has to offer. I mean, between fashion and uh, and uh, manufacturing and all of the, the industry that's going on there. And as well as tech, there's a lot of uh, interesting tech startups as well as um, programming hubs and even some video game studios quite a few video game studios if i remember correctly that are all based in milan and i mean it's this major hub of business in italy and also i mean of course one of the the european hubs of business that so many people end up making their way through it's uh, uh, also a very good point though that you mentioned about um the ability to live outside of Milan to get into the city because there's a great metro system in the city as well as train stations. You have a number of different uh, major stops that you can get to, I mean, including Milano Centrale or uh, the, the, the other train stations throughout the city that can get you on the regular Trenitalia line or to the metro lines, uh, which connect you to many different locations. I mean, even um, <laughs> one not too, too far away from Italy, from Italy. No, still in Italy, of course, but <laughs> uh, from Milan, rather, is Gorgonzola. People don't realize that that's actually a place, not just a cheese. So, Marco, what about when we're talking about the pricing, though, of living in Milan itself? Like, 
What does the kind of average rent and purchase price look like for somebody who's interested in actually making their life or having a property available to them in the city? The price per square meter ranges from 7,000 to 9,000. So it's a little bit high compared to the national average. So if you want to buy a 100 square meters apartment, you might have to be prepared to spend um 700 to 900,000 euros again if we're talking about the city of Milan regarding rentals prices are again a little bit higher than the national average if you consider that to rent a one bedroom apartment which is a very very popular option for students or professionals um and an option that you can easily find in Milan compared to maybe larger apartments, uh, the price is uh, between 700 and 1,200 euros uh, per month. Again, a one-bedroom apartment. Um, so the, that's above the national average, and it's, it's quite expensive compared to other Italian areas. But on the other hand, Milan is a very interesting choice for people who are looking to invest in real estate. It's a very dynamic city. As you said, probably the financial center of Italy where a lot of businesses and international businesses are located like IBM or for example Coca-Cola a multinational business has its Italian headquarters in Milan uh, so I'd say that Milan is a very very good choice for people who are looking to invest in real estate even if prices right now tend to be above average compared to the national uh, prices. Milan is served by three airports. So we have the uh, main airport, the international one, Malpensa, which is actually located outside of the city in a nearby city called Varese, which is about one hour from Milan. So it's not in the city of Milan, but you can easily access that airport by bus or by a special train line called Trenord a train that you can catch uh, from the subway station of Milano Centrale, which also has happens to be the major uh, arrival for all the trains and high-speed trains for uh, that comes that come from outside of the city of Milan. Having that option to get from Malpensa to Milano Centrale is actually really wonderful because even if you're wanting to travel internationally from Milan and to go by train to Switzerland, to France, to Germany, to wherever it may be, uh, from Milan itself, it's going to be uh, almost a direct train to most major locations in the continental Europe. Absolutely. Um, there's also another airport called Linate, which is a little bit closer to the city of Milan. However, uh, you will not find as many flights living from Linate um, compared to Milano Malpesa, which is the international hub and which is where, you know, the international flights will normally leave from. But you can find quite a high number of flights living from Linate as well, especially if you are trying to reach another European destination. And then there's a third airport, which is considered to be a Milan airport, but it's, we should say it's an airport located in a different town serving Milan as well. And specifically, this airport is the Audio Sedio located in the nearby city of Bergamo, which is about probably 45 minutes to one hour um, from Milan. And you can reach it easily by car, not that easily by train from Milan. And that is a very popular airport for people looking to travel 
uh, in Europe low cost. So you will find that most of the uh, Ryanair flights or EasyJet flights, so low cost flights will leave from the city of Bergamo. Yeah, I know among Italians, uh, the Bergamo airport can be a very popular airport to choose for those European flights just because there are so many available uh, from that location specifically and especially like from even within Veneto I know many people who would drive from like uh, even uh, the area around Verona or even um, uh, the, the Lake Garda area to go to Bergamo even when I was up in Alto Adige people would drive from Alto Adige to go to Bergamo because of the options that they had available to them to get around the continent with some really really low-cost flights. I mean, they may not be as cheap as they once were, but for the average maybe American who's looking at flights and might find themselves a bit surprised at how low-cost the flights can be. I mean, I remember in the past you could find flights around Europe from anywhere from 5 euros to 15 euros, 20, 30 was already very expensive at the time, but now, say from what, 20 to 50 to 100? 100 would be like, that's extreme, but we're talking also about round trip flights. So when we're talking about low cost, we're talking about very low cost flights. And so Marco, while we're on the topic of travel, because of course, many people who are moving to Italy would like to have the option of getting around. They don't just have the interest of exploring the wonderful city of Milan and the beautiful center, as well as the uh, canals of Milan. Many people don't even realize that, uh, that Milan has a canal neighborhood that is actually a lot of fun to go and grab an aperitivo. It's, uh, I would definitely recommend it and to keep yourself ready for a very Milanese experience. But uh, on the idea of traveling around, if you wanted to get from Milano to other well-known locations, other large uh, cities in the country, how long would it take you to travel to them, Marco? Milan is strategically located in northern Italy in a way that makes it easy, very easy to access many famous cities in other regions. For example, you can reach the city of Venice in about two hours and 40 minutes by car or in about two hours and 20 minutes if you're traveling by train with the high-speed train and you can reach the city of Florence in just under two hours by train or about three three and a half hours by car and finally you can reach the city of Rome in about five hours and a half by car or in about three and a half hours by train and even if it's a little bit further away i think it's worthwhile mentioning that the city of naples is just under five hours by train away from the city of milan which is surprising considering that it's on the other side of the country almost on the other side of the country but the train lines in italy uh, the high-speed trains are very very efficient they're very very comfortable and nice i should add so i would really say that traveling by train in Italy right now is probably the best and safest option uh, considering you know the, the traffic and um, cost of uh, gasoline right now so really the train lines in Italy are very efficient yeah that's one thing that's really actually very amazing about Italy is how uh, efficient and reliable the trains can be sometimes of course things can happen and there can be delays on trains and I know I've had uh, a number of experiences where there was even hours of delay but that was when you're seeing those longer hours and hours of delays in trains usually that means it's a train coming from another part of Europe um, there can be domestic delays but generally speaking it really is amazing how convenient 
convenient it is to take a train because most of the time when you're taking a train in Italy, those trains will go to the center of the city, like direct smack dab, and you won't be far, generally speaking, from the, um, the, the tourist locations or maybe even like Rome, for example, you can get to the, to the exact center of the city and some of the biggest tourist destinations in a cab in just minutes, if not even by metro, because also that's another thing to consider is that some of these larger cities that do have connections to the other larger cities will sometimes also have either a metro or a tram in the city. I mean, even, for example, Venice is one of those options that doesn't have a metro, but they do have a tram that goes from the island to the mainland. Um, but that's also another thing also that many people don't realize is that when you are going to Venice, you don't just go take the train and then have to find yourself on a boat somewhere. There's a bridge that connects the mainland to the island and you can take the train all the way down into the heart of Venice. But Marco, going back a little bit more to focusing on Milan itself, like for somebody who wants to live there, what is the normal cost of living there? And what would be like, say, the average income of an individual who is residing in the city? The average income would be, in general, a little bit higher than the national average. So we're talking about forty to 45000 per year, which is above the uh, Italian average. And of course, it goes without saying that also the cost of life is a little bit higher uh, compared to the um, rest of the country. Primarily, you know, buying properties and renting properties will be more expensive compared to the rest of the country, but probably going to the grocery store or restaurant or, you know, even water uh, will be slightly more expensive than the rest of the country. So yes, the, the cost of life will be a little bit higher uh, than the rest of Italy. That makes sense. Cause I mean, when you have to figure that the, uh, the, the locations that you're going to be going to will have to have their costs associated included in their prices to make sure that they cover everything, uh, definitely makes sense that things would be a little bit more. I know when you're in a city in general, in Italy, even things like coffee, which can be very, very cheap in Italy. Sometimes people are shocked at how cheap uh, coffee can be or low cost rather, because uh, it's not cheap quality. It's actually very good quality, but for a very, very low price. And that's something also when you're in Milan, I mean, to go to the Milan style coffee bars, the Italian style coffee bars and the pastry shops, there's a lot of really, really good options and plenty of places, even in the city center where you can find a uh, kind of more business style lunch where maybe you might find a set menu or something available to you that will be at a very reasonable price, even if the city can have a tendency to cost a little bit more. But anyway, Marco, I think this is a great place to round out this episode. So of course, if anybody is interested in relocating to Italy, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italianrealestatelawyers.com or give us a call. Our phone number is on our website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in any more information about Italian real estate, where to live in Italy, how to actually go through the purchasing process or even renting in Italy, make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel as well as the audio only podcast. But of course, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, that means you are also automatically subscribed to the Italian Citizenship Podcast, where we talk a little bit more in depth about actually making Italy your home from a legal perspective. And of course, if you're interested in more content about life abroad, living abroad, and living abroad as a dual citizen 
expat, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, or you can search for Not Your Average Globetrotter on Google to find both the YouTube channel as well as the audio-only podcast. But Mr. Marco Permunian, thank you so much again for making yourself available for this episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.